Welcome to Beautiful Baggage, confidence, wellness, and wisdom through travel and everyday adventure. I'm Stephanie Martin-Taylor, your guide to this podcast journey. Thanks for joining me. Hello, I hope you're doing well. Thanks so much for joining me today. One thing I've learned from traveling the world is that U.S. culture, speaking generally, is on the louder side of the spectrum. I remember when I did a college semester in Dijon, France, and when I rode the bus to the university with a little group of American students that I was traveling with and studying with, the group drew a lot of attention for our loud conversations and boisterous laughter. Not so much me, I was the quiet one of that group, but even I was inadvertently loud in other ways. I wore sweatshirts, for example, emblazoned with the name of my school. Others in my group wore baseball caps with names of sports teams on them. There was one guy who even wore his high school, I think it was his band jacket. It had like the school colors and a big letter on it for the name of the school and some patches, I think they were competition patches. Looking back on it all, it all seems so brash, so loud compared with the more restrained way the French generally talk and dress on a bus or anywhere in public. And it's no wonder. Here at home, we're saturated with loud commercials, talk shows that are where people talk over one another, and so many American high schools like the one I went to value loud activities like football and cheerleading and pep rallies. At my high school in Texas, we had mandatory pep rallies. Of course, a lot of that is curtailed these days by the pandemic, but the culture still persists. And if you scrolled social media lately, even a lot of the writing can feel loud and all caps. For those of us who grew up quiet and continue to be relatively quiet in this very extroverted society, it's easy to feel left out, confused, and even disempowered if you're not matching the high volume and outgoing energy level of the people around you. Without awareness and vigilance about how the culture is affecting you, you run the risk of either shrinking into yourself even more, taking yourself out of the conversation altogether, or spending a lot of time just trying to change who you are. I spent a lot of my late teens and early 20s thinking that I needed to change and not only overcome my shyness, but somehow turn myself into an extrovert. I had bought into the idea that being quiet was a weakness and was somehow less valuable. So what did I do? Well, I went to a college known for being sporty and extroverted. Its unofficial motto at the time was work hard, play hard. I was a cheerleader my freshman year of college. Not because I have any interest in football. I really don't. But in part because I thought it would help me transform into a louder, more bubbly persona, which I thought was the ideal. When I took my first job out of college at a magazine in New York, rather than go with my instincts and pursue the editorial side of things where quieter, more cerebral people worked, writers and editors, I deliberately went to the advertising side of the business because the ad execs were extroverted. I thought being around these talkative salespeople would change me into the kind of personality type I thought I should be. Now, all this was a great adventure. There were positive benefits from pushing myself out of my comfort zone, and I'm so grateful for all of those experiences. Being in college, for example, around hypersocial people 
helped me become more social. As a cheerleader, I practiced performance skills that served me in my broadcasting career. Working in advertising sales in New York exposed me to people who were extremely talented at giving presentations, pitching ideas, relationship building, and I got a glimpse into the massive machine that is the New York advertising business. It was an interesting experience. But what I didn't fully grasp was that my introversion, that part of me that is naturally wired to be quiet, contemplative, subdued, not needing to be around lots of people all the time to feel energized, is a relatively fixed trait. In her groundbreaking book called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking, writer Susan Cain bases her book on studies confirming that introverts are wired differently from extroverts. And her research and independent reporting on the subject speaks to the dilemma this poses for quieter people in societies like the U.S., where extroversion is in businesses, schools, politics, the sports world, and so many other spheres, a highly valued trait. But what I love about Susan Cain and her book, and why I recommend it to so many people, is its argument that even in extroverted societies like the U.S., quieter people can yield what Cain calls soft power. That's the ability to persuade, influence, contribute in profound ways over time. A recent example, the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She was a soft-spoken Supreme Court justice and attorney who wielded an enormous amount of power, literally changed the way women were able to function in society because of the kinds of arguments she made, the questions she asked, the opinions she wrote. She was literally able to change the U.S. In India, Gandhi was soft-spoken and shy and he successfully led a nonviolent revolution. There are so many other examples. My challenge for those of you who are shy, introverted, quiet, however you want to describe it, is to start asking questions that lead you to a more empowering vision of yourself. How can I embrace rather than fight my quieter nature? How can I look to my past and see how being exactly who I am paid off? For me, for example, it helped me in journalism because listening is so critical. Another question, how is being just who I am offering something to society? How is my personality offering balance to the noisy world I live in? And finally, ask yourself, how can I appreciate the louder folks around me? Because let's face it, they're not going away. And rather than envy them, how can you see that they are working in a symbiotic way with you and you have things to offer them, they have things to offer you. So that's my food for thought today. Thank you so much for joining me on Beautiful Baggage. Please go over to my show notes at yourbeautifulbaggage.com. Don't forget the your, that's yourbeautifulbaggage.com. And you can get links to Susan King's book and her incredible TED Talk, which I think I might have shared before, but I'm going to share it again because that's really one of the things that put her on the map was that short TED Talk about her quiet nature and the quiet nature of those in her family and her research on introverts. Finally, I can't let you go without offering a shameless plug for my services as a shyness coach. Whatever it is that's scaring you or someone you know away from living an adventure-filled life, I would love to help and offer a free mini session. Please come on over to my website for that. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will see you next time.